All right, give the Lord praise again. Would you do that tonight? Hallelujah. Look out. This is wonderful tonight. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Um, I'm going to take my watch off, and I'm going to prove some people wrong tonight. Okay, I'm going to prove somebody wrong tonight, and I do not get um, timed by reading of the text or, or doing our, our uh, declaration. So we'll start when I start preaching tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Here we go. All right, let's stand for the declaration, please. If they put that up on the wall. Are you ready? Say it with me. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Now give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. That's who we are at the palace of praise. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. You can be seated for the reading of the word tonight. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. The Bible says, Then come of Jesus to Galilee, to Jordan, unto John, to be baptized of him. But John forbid him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That is the scripture reading for our text tonight. Now tonight, as you all know, that we're having a water baptism. How many is excited about that? That excites me as a pastor, amen? And as I begin to think about the service tonight, I actually... This scripture came to my mind, and I know that we've got a lot of baptisms, and we don't want to make this long, so this is going to be more of a short devotion than it is a message. I promise you that. I'm going to start timing myself right now. And as important as water baptism is, there's very few ways to preach water baptism because if you're not careful, you'll make it something that it's not. But water baptism is what it is, nothing less and nothing more. In our text, Jesus comes to John the Baptist to be baptized of him. He comes to John and says, John, I want you to baptize me. And John replies, he says, well, I have need for you. To, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me. He asks that question, why are you coming to me for? I have a need to be baptized of you. And a lot of people don't understand this, but John was not referring here to water baptism, but actually John was referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, I have a need to be baptized of you, and he was talking about the Spirit's baptism. It may be true that in Luke 1.15, the Bible says that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. But we have to understand that, he, that, that the baptism with the Holy Spirit, uh, he was not baptized with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Ghost had not yet been given according to Scripture. There was a difference in the infilling of the Spirit of God before Christ's crucifixion and resurrection than the baptism of the Spirit after the day of Pentecost. 
In the Old Testament, we know that the Holy Spirit moved upon, it breathed upon, and filled people for a certain and a specific task. For example, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God moved upon Saul. The Spirit of God came upon Samson. The Bible tells us that Joseph was a man in whom the Spirit of God dwelt. And we can go all through the scriptures and show you at different times when men of old were operating under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But they would receive the portion of the Spirit that was needed to get their job done. If they was a king, they needed a kingly anointing. If they was a prophet, they needed the anointing to be a prophet. If they were a priest, they needed a priestly anointing. And God would anoint them for their specific task of what they were to do. Because we have to understand, even in the Old Testament, folks, it was not done by the might of men. It was still done by the might of God. That's why the scripture says, uh, it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Everything that man done that was supernatural in the Old Testament was still done by the unction and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Without him, we are nothing. Can I have an amen? Now, I'm tempted to preach that. That's good stuff. But they did not, these people in the Old Testament did not receive the fullness of the Spirit like on the day of Pentecost with the believers where they, where they received the Spirit without measure. Jesus Christ was the first man that had ever received the Holy Spirit without measure on the day, before the day of Pentecost. John chapter 3 verse 34 says, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. In other words, the Bible tells us that Jesus did not have just a portion of the Spirit, but he had the fullness of the Spirit. He could operate as king, priest, or prophet because he had the anointing, that he had the fullness of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, he was king, he was prophet, and he was priest. Can I have an amen? He did not just receive a portion or particular part for a specific task, but he received all of the Spirit's fullness and there was nothing withheld from him as the Son of God. Because the Bible tells us he was the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. That's why Colossians 2 and 9 says, for in him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead. The Greek word, the Greek word for fill in Luke 1 and 15 means to influence, to supply, or to furnish. While the Greek word fill in the book of Acts chapter 2 describing the day of Pentecost when people were filled with the Holy Spirit, it's a different word altogether and it means to complete, to make full, to perfect, to bring to fullness, to put in or to fill up. So this is why that John was saying to Jesus, I need to be baptized of thee and you come to me because John understood something. He understood that he needed the baptism that would make him complete. He needed the baptism that would make him perfected. He needed the baptism that would give him the fullness of the power. From the, time of, you, 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 from the time of Luke chapter 1 verse 15 and on, you never see that word in the Greek context used ever again and ever describing anything that was of the Holy Spirit. But you, you see the Greek word that was used in Acts chapter 2. You see, John understood Jesus' baptism. This is why John said in Matthew 3 and 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after I, who's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not willing to latch, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. John the Baptist understood that Jesus' baptism was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was a baptism of fire. And John said, hey, that's the baptism I need to be baptized with. I need to be baptized with your fullness. 
But Jesus replied to John, who was not wanting to baptize him, and he was requesting to be baptized of Jesus. But look what Jesus says to him in John 3, 15 of our text. And Jesus answering said unto John, Suffer to be so now, for this it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Now what's he talking about? You see, Jesus had to fulfill the law. And matter of fact, Matthew 5 and 17, Jesus said, Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I've not come to destroy, but I've come to fulfill. In 2 Corinthians 13 and 1, listen to what it says. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. How many still believes that is true to even today? That out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything's got to be established and confirmed. Water baptism did not validate who Jesus was. He was the son of God regardless if he ever got baptized or not. Everybody believe that? Jesus Christ did not have to be water baptized in order to validate who he was. He was the son of God. He'll always be the son of God and he will continually be the son of God throughout eternity. But he was baptized for the purpose to be a witness mainly to Israel. His baptism was establishing a witness to Israel of who he was. This is why that John came in the first place and that was to reveal and to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. John chapter one, verse six and seven, the Bible tells us there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same, look the reason why he came. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe, through the light, Jesus Christ. And this is why that Jesus said, suffer it to be so now, John, for this it becometh us, me and you together, to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, John had to work in the thing in which he was sent in order to fulfill the righteousness of the law. You see, John had to fulfill what he was sent to do, and he was sent to bear witness of the light of Jesus Christ. He had to be the one of the witnesses that would fulfill and establish the law. And this is why that John said, in John chapter one, verse 30 through 34, this is he of whom I said, after he cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Now this is John saying, hey, I'm talking to you about a man that's preferred before me because he was for me. He's talking about Jesus. And then in verse 31 he says, and I knew him not, but that he should be manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bared record saying, I literally saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me, which was God, to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And John said, and I saw and bared record that this truly was the Son of God. Now let's just characterize this scripture just for a moment. John fulfilled righteousness by bearing record that Jesus Christ was and is the very Son of God, that he was the Messiah that he said he was. Can you have an amen? And even as Jesus' baptism did not validate who he was, it just bared witness of who he was, even so, water baptism does not make us a child of God. It only testifies and bears witness that we are a child of God. Just like Jesus' baptism being a baptism of witness, even so, our baptism in water is all about witness and testimony. 
Water baptism is an outward witness of an inward work. When you and I came to Calvary and asked Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sin, we confessed our sins to Jesus and confessed him as Lord and Savior and we repented of it. The Spirit of God brought us to that place by the wooing of his Spirit, the convicting power of his Spirit. We got saved or born again. We were saved and our names were written in heaven and by the blood of Jesus Christ we were cleansed. Amen. Give the Lord praise for that. That's what happened. We were buried with Christ and we were raised in a spiritual sense. And even as Jesus' water baptism was designed to reveal himself to Israel, even so our baptism is designed to where Jesus Christ is revealed through our outward witness of our water baptism. Water baptism is, a, is not a baptism of cleansing but rather a baptism of testimony and witness. So you gotta be born again before you can be water baptized. People say, well, I don't believe that. Well, John turned the Pharisees and Sadducees down and he told them, he said, you come to me wanting to be baptized. He said, you go get the inside of the cup and platter cleansed first and then you come back and then I'll baptize you. Folks, I want you to understand that in order to go to heaven, water baptism is important. It's, it's a necessity. It's a command of, and, and we follow in obedience, but water baptism does not save us. Water baptism is a testimony to the world. Hey, I have been saved. Hallelujah. How do I know that? 1 Peter 3.21. The like figure wherein even baptism does now also save us. Not by the putting away of the filth of the flesh. But by the answer of a good conscience toward God in obedience by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The baptism of cleansing happens at salvation as we said earlier. In 1 Corinthians 12.13 it says, For by one spirit... Are we all baptized into one body? That is a baptism of faith. It's not a baptism of works like I'm fixing to do here in a moment. I'm fixing to get over there in that tank, and it's a man. I am a man. I am going into the water. It is a baptism of works where I am literally going to take people on the confession of their faith that they receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm going to emerge them in water. And what that is signifying is what happened to them in a spiritual sense when they went to Calvary is now being on display as a symbol through water baptism. They are being baptized in the water the same way the Holy Spirit took your dead spirit that was dead in trespasses and sins and it took that spirit and it regenerated it according to Titus 3 and 5. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and by the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Regeneration means to be made new. In Ephesians chapter 2, my spirit was dead in trespasses and sin. The wages of sin is death and the soul that sinneth it should surely die and the day that Adam sinned he died in a spiritual sense but he lived to be 950 years longer but yet he was dead spiritually and then when I come to Jesus and ask him to forgive me because I was born into sin and, I, and my inner man was dead I was baptized by the Holy Spirit which is a baptism of faith into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ upon my confession and it was not water that washed my sins away it was the blood of Jesus Christ that washed my sins away and I come up a new creature in Christ Jesus I'm saved I'm born again and that spirit that was dead inside of me it's alive and well and regenerated and made new. And now there's a judicial act of God that says you are as if you've never sinned. Oh, I'd like to preach that. Hallelujah. Uh, 
There's one more, Acts 10, 47. Peter stood up and said, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which has also received the Holy Ghost such as we have? We see here that there is another baptism. There's a baptism into the body of Christ by the Spirit. It's a baptism of what? Faith. By one Lord, one, one faith, one baptism. That's what saves us. Water baptism is like John, the preacher. It's a baptism of works. We go out to a river. We go to a baptistry. We baptize people as a symbol of what took place at Calvary. And then there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit where Jesus is the baptizer. He baptizes in the Holy Ghost and fire, and that's a baptism of promise. So there's three different kinds of baptisms. And here even Peter said, can we, forgive these, can we forbid these people to be baptized in water who has received the baptism of the Spirit just like we did in other words, what this is proving to us is water baptism cannot save because if water baptism can save folks, these people were not saved and filled with the Holy Ghost because they had not yet been water baptized. That is an error of scripture. You cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit without being saved. Amen? These people were baptized in the Holy Spirit before they ever got water baptized. But after they come to the knowledge of being uh, of Christ and they come to the knowledge of being saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, they took them out and water baptized them. Now, right now, I quit now. So I've done that in 15 minutes. Give me an applause. Get a man, shortest sermon I've ever preached in my life. Chuck, Randy, eat your heart out. Amen. Now, I want to tell you what really thrills me tonight. We've got 23 people that is making an outward confession of salvation. Hallelujah. Right over here, we got 23 candidates to water baptize, folks. Do you not understand what that is? You got 23 people that says, hey, I've been born again. I've been saved and I'm not ashamed and I want to follow God in obedience and I want to be baptized in water to declare and witness to the world. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Give them a hand. Yes, stand and applaud them. Would you stand and applaud those candidates? Hallelujah. I think Brother Mike is getting ready. He's going to do some of our children. I think Brother Zach's going to do some of our teenagers. I don't know if Zach's got any or not, but then I'm going to be doing some. And while he's doing that, I will quote the scripture of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28. All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. That's the great commission. That is the charge upon every church that is born again, that, have, uh, that is Christ-centered, following Christ's command. Christ commands the church to win and disciple people. And that's what we're doing around here. And I'm thankful for the 23 conversions or the 23 people who just want to do their first works over and have a refreshing of a committal to Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Mike, are you ready? I think he's ready. He's going to come out. Amen. We'll, we'll direct it from here.
Up first, we got Zoe Powell. Zoe Gray. 